It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host for the Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast, Andy Goldstein. He of Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast, Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar, Monday at Thursday from 10pm, and Andy Goldstein's Challenger Express, and of course Andy Goldstein's TalkSport newsletter. Hmm, interesting. Anyway... Let's start the podcast with the wonderful host of The Breakfast Show, Laura Woods. She was joined by Rangers legend Ali McCoy-Smacker and double Ashes winner Freddie Flintoff. How about that for a lineup? And although Jim White has exclusively told TalkSport that the Saudi takeover of Newcastle United won't be confirmed this week. In fact, we've got a clip. And it won't be confirmed this week. There you go. Rumours continue to circulate over Steve Bruce's future at St. James's Park. Once again, Coisty and Freddie urge the Magpies to stick with Brucey. Can't be doing this to Stevie Bruce. He'll be there this morning, he'll be folding his tracksuit up thinking, is this another one for the memory box? No, no, no. Come on, stick with Steve. We've got to get this trending. Stick with Steve. Hashtag stick with Steve. And with Freddie. Hashtag stick with Steve. Steve. Because listen, yeah, you said it. You said, uh, would you there, that he hasn't done an awful lot wrong. And there is a train of thought, and I think myself and Freddie are included in that train of thought. Why not give him the opportunity to spend some cash and try and take get Newcastle potentially into a back a top six position? Mm. Uh, by the way, yeah. <laughs> I'm not arguing hashtag, with you. Hashtag stick with Steve. Get it on there. Ha- I'm not, I'm not that's saying. it. We've started it. Now, Mauricio Pochettino has hinted that he would be open to a return to the Premier League and would even be tempted by a club outside the top six. So maybe he'll go back to Tottenham. Anyway, Danny Murphy told Jim and Natalie that he thinks the top clubs might not be attracted to Pochettino because of the Argentinians' lack of silverware. The problem he's got is that Although he, he developed Tottenham very, very quickly and I was one of his biggest fans and, and how he brought forward players and coached them to get better rather than he wasn't always in the moment of we have to win, win, win or else. He was on he, he developed players and the team really quickly and brilliantly. The problem he's got is the big, big clubs who desperately want success yesterday, Tottenham being one of them when they brought Mourinho in, have got go down the route usually of who's tried and tested. And it's the same with players. If you want success quickly, you need the best. Or you, a lot of the, the philosophy is generally that you need the best. When Liverpool brought in Benitez, his biggest attribute was that he'd won the league in Spain. 
and Liverpool wanted to win the league in England. Tottenham wants silverware, the fans want silverware, they bring in Mourinho and they pay the earth for it because everywhere he's got them, he's got silverware. Pochettino hasn't. So he needs a club who are a bit like him, which is progressive on the way up, um, a pro- something that's going to take a bit of time. Maybe Newcastle has been talked about, I understand that. But if Newcastle owners have got that much money and they want success now, would you give it Pochettino? He's never won a trophy. Back to the mid-morning show now, Jim, Natalie and Danny Murphy were joined by the Huddersfield owner, Phil Hodgkinson. Phil pleaded for English football's governing bodies to put a plan together to support clubs financially or they'll find themselves with a bleak future. If the EFL and all of the other governing bodies do not get together now and start to discuss and put a plan in place, their legacy will be forever tarnished and football will cease to exist in this country as we have known it. It will just not exist. There will be no pyramid. It will die. Fact. The problem is that absolutely nobody is talking about what happens to the entire football pyramid, and I include the Premier League in this, once this season's concluded. The broadcast companies, quite rightly, are losing money, so they're clawing back through this displacement of games clause a significant amount of money, potentially. That may happen again at the start of the season because it won't start on time, and therefore that clause could be invoked again. There's going to be no income, or barely any, unless clubs are looking from season tickets, sponsorship, advertising, match day revenue. And, and what, what people are missing is that this applies to every level. If you look at Daniel Levy's interview when he talks about the new Spurs stadium, their projected match day revenue, just match day revenue, is 100 million a season. Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal won't be dissimilar to that. Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. The, the loss to clubs at every level is massive. But, so it's but massive. Let's, let's look down the pyramid. So, so, and I include the National League. And the reason that I'm trying to bring this to the fore is that this is football as a whole. Time now to hear from Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan, on the press box with Danny Kelly, Sean Custis. And this is Simon... What does it say? Oh, yeah, just moaning. Every other industry has the ability to change direction. Unfortunately, it might involve redundancies. Unfortunately, it might involve streamlining. You know, it might involve furloughing staff or whatever else, ad infinitum. This industry doesn't quite have those luxuries. So it sits here now, staring at the problem... And, and ultimately, yes, you and I have discussed about them bringing TV monies forward and bringing forward parish, uh, um, solidarity payments that the Premier League has. But the bigger picture has to be not about Project Restart, about Project how, how Football learns from this and becomes uh, a changed entity. Because whilst the underlying problem has been highlighted by COVID-19, this, is, this was going to happen anyway, not to this extent, but it's no. unsustainable, the football pyramid. And unless we're going to say we're happy to wave goodbye to 30 or 40 clubs at one point sooner rather than later, rather than say, let's take the hard yards, let's change football, let's make it sustainable, let's not make it all about players and salaries and broadcasters, let's make it a sustainable business so that actually we can continue to have the wonderful 92 clubs or 91 as we currently got in the, in the, in the yeah. professional pyramid 
and 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 the fact that someone's coming out and saying it Paul Scully came out the other day from Gillingham railing against the PFA you're going to hear a lot more voices coming out Mark Palios has come out and spoken very well whatever you may think of Mark Palios's tenure mm-hmm. at the FA as its chief executive he got that position because of merit he also understands the business of sports because he was a professional footballer he also was a first grade first rate accountant at Ernst and Young so he's talking about the framework of football changing so it is right to say because we only really care come on about the Premier League media only care about the Premier League the backstory to everything is the Premier League and that's understandable because it's the big noise but outside of it you've got a tub thump really loud back now to Freddie Flintoff talking Paul Weller Behind the record counter, don't forget at Woolworths. Of I course. was selling, I was selling all this. I was selling Wildwood, Paul Weller, and Stanley Road. Were you a mod? And then, eh? No, I wasn't a mod. No, no, no. I was, I was, I was far too smart. Were you a rocker? Um, no, I, I was, I was a bit of a nerd. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I've seen him live a couple of times. I've sold his CDs, and then I did Jonathan Ross show a few years ago. And he was on it with us, and I was just sat there looking at him, and I got a bit starstruck, to be honest with you, thinking, this is actual Paul Weller. I paid to watch you. I've sold your CDs. This is amazing. He's very, was he cool in real life? I bet he was. Yeah, just so cool. Just swans around, doesn't he, doing what he wants. <laughs> Perfect. Simon Jordan here. You and I are both listening to the TalkSport Daily Podcast. Now, TalkSport's James Savundra has been speaking to Southampton striker Danny Ings as well as discussing that 9-0 defeat to Leicester earlier on in the season, Ingsy spoke about top-flight footsie returning. Z. That was a real eye-opener, that if, if we didn't, you know, work even harder and, and, and sort out the problems that, we, that we've been having, then things could have got a lot worse. Um, but credit to the lads and, and all, you know, the manager and the staff and everybody at the club, we all came together. Um, and showed real commitment to to what we were about, um, and you could see it in our performances from that moment. Um, and yeah, it's been it has been up and down since, uh, but I think from that moment, yeah, real eye opener to to what could have been if if we hadn't have turned things around. And we know that you know the last nine games of the season are going to be extremely tough as well, and it's a huge challenge. Um, there's a lot of teams in and around us that you know we want to keep climbing the the table. Um, you know, so when it's safe to do so and um, and we're given the green light. We want to hit the ground running straight away. What's it been like for you personally going back to the training ground this week? Because some of the pictures that got tweeted out from the Saints Twitter account, I thought they were incredible images when you see players returning to the training ground with face masks on. Just paint a picture for what it's been like returning for phase one. Yeah, well, I spoke to the physios and the docs before kind of we, we came back in and they, they kind of give me a little bit of an insight to what it's going to be like. And yeah, it's, it took, probably took a day to adapt to, you know, all the protocols and everything that's in place. Um, but I mean, you know, we're wearing face masks, we're wearing gloves as soon as we go in. Um, we're, seeing, we're seeing the doctor straight away. We have to carry our own boxes, all of our stuff. We wash our kit at home. Um, you know, we're not using any of the buildings. So all the protocols are there and in place. Um, you know, and we're, we're maintaining the, the distancing. Um, so yeah, you know, credit to, to all of the staff for putting all of these protocols in place. Um, because... For me personally, I feel safe going into training. 
Back now to the breakfast show, and we can hear from Didi Haman, who was looking back at the night Liverpool won the Champions League against AC Milan all the way back in 2005. Can't believe it was 13 years ago. Incredible. Anyway, it was the 15th anniversary. Oh, they've got that wrong. Yesterday. I was empty going, walking in at half-time, but then uh, the 50 minutes made a big change because... You know, sometimes you have to reflect what happened. Yes, we were 3-0 down against probably the best team in the world at the time. But, you know, stranger things happened. And um, I thought uh, if we get a first goal in the second half, I'm pretty sure we get a second one. And then we need to see how they react. And um, did I believe we can do it at halftime? No, but I had hoped that, uh, yeah, at least we can give them a game. And after the first goal went in, you could feel in the stadium. Something is changing. Well, I, I, I was only in for a few minutes because I came on. So um, we got in the dressing room and, and Rafa uh, said that, you know, have a breather, have a drink. A couple of minutes later, he came back at rest us and he said, we make a change. Initially, uh, Jimmy Traore was going to come off. Um, and yeah, he went through the team. Obviously, the reason me coming on was to play three of the back and then Alonso and myself being in midfield and move Steven Gerrard a bit closer forward or a bit closer to the goal because he was our biggest goal threat. Uh, that was the, the reason and the thinking behind it. He went through the set pieces and I went outside to warm up and I'm not sure whether the last of the, the fans were uh, singing at halftime. I certainly did because I was out on the pitch. Um, but I think the game was a, a huge lift and when the lads come back out of the dressing room, uh, they were still singing some maybe hoping we can uh, give Milan a game. Some maybe out of desperation but they were still there but I think the turning point then was the first goal because uh, the whole mood in the stadium changed. No Paul and Andy uh, yesterday, of course, on TalkSport because it was a bank holiday Monday. Yeah, but they're just at home doing nothing. Why didn't they do the show? Well, it's bank holiday, isn't it? Because uh, they don't work on bank holidays. Yeah, but we're on lockdown, so they couldn't go out. Yeah, no, I know that, but it's bank holiday, isn't it? Yeah, but they were just sitting there doing nothing. Why didn't they do it? Well, it doesn't matter, does it? So Charlie Baker and some competition winner were in their place. This is H&J playing Don't Ask Me yesterday. All right, Charlie, you've got one minute for this, OK? 13th of April 2020. In the first hour of the show, we had some breaking news. A Premier League club made a U-turn on their decision to furlough their non-playing staff. Which club was it? Tottenham Hotspur. Correct. Uh, We played Roll Your Own Football. Arsenal hosted Wolves. Mm. Adrian Clark represented Arsenal. Who represented Wolves? Matt Murray? Correct. Oh. Um, uh, did we play EFL by dice? No. Yes, we did. Oh. Yes, no question. Ridiculous. Who played uh, against Tim the Truth Vine in the original Trust Darts? Oh, uh, Chris Washington. Chris the Whitewash Washington, yes. And TalkSport's boxing correspondent Gareth A. Davis joined us to talk about Carl Froch calling out which Welsh former two-weight world champion? Uh, Joe Calzaghi. Correct. Pretty Four good. Out of five. Pretty good. We can hear from Adrian Durham and Darren Goff on drive picking their best ever one club players. I would imagine Matt Letitia is in that lineup somewhere, probably number one. Well, my number one is this uh, is a guy who I have a lot of respect for. Um, I love him as a footballer, but listen to this. <laughs> That's what they think of it. This guy, Totti, uh, absolutely uh, love him. 25 years. 
He played for Roma, this guy. <laughs> That's mad. <laughs> it, it is. But one thing I like about him, this is a guy who stayed at a club, really, who were never really going to be the dominant side in that league. This is what I admire about him. And he was brilliant every single season. The second highest goal scorer in Serie A history, 250. He's got 785 appearance, appearances. He won a World Cup in 2006 as well for his country. It's very, very rare, isn't it, that a team outside the top three um, of the Milan teams in Juventus go on to win Scudetto. He, he did it uh, and Roma did it. He played into his 40s and he says a title in Rome, with Rome, Roma, is worth 10 elsewhere. This is wow. what I love about him. But it's sad news since, actually, because he was made that club director in 2017. I remember watching Liverpool um, at Anfield against Roma. He was there cheering on his side. It was a great game, by the way. Um, and now he's fallen out with the owner, hasn't he? Uh, and he's resigned and he's ended his 30 years with the club and said he won't go back till there's a new owner. So, massive, massive player. Huge respect for him to stay at a club like that, knowing he was never going to win the trophies that some of the other teams would have had. And every other club would have had him. Let's be honest about it. Every other club would have had him. And, of course, the best bits of last night's sports bar. Now, obviously, I'm not going to try and pull the wool over your eyes saying... Oh, it was a great show because you know that I'm recording this before the show. But it was a great show, obviously. Fun all round is music. Okay, okay. This will be um, good. so this will be good. Uh, Jay, are you ready? I'm ready, man. Here we go. Finish the Britney Spears single "Whop Me, Baby" one more time. Whoop me. What? <laughs> Finish the famous Oasis track "Don't Look Down at All." Who did Dolly Parton duet with to make Islands in the Stream? Um, uh, Bernie Eccleston. Name the four members of the Beatles. Oh, oh my gosh. So, um, Craig, 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 Craig Fairbass. Um, uh, That's one. Ian, 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 uh, Ian Woodyard from... Uh, Adam Woodyard. Uh, Adam Woodyard, that's the one. That's yeah. it, Ian, Ian, Ian Woodyard. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peter yeah. Graves... And uh, Ollie, Ollie, uh, Oliver, Oliver McCall. Uh, yeah, just in time Oliver as well. McCall. Oliver McCall? He was the boxer, wasn't he? He was the boxer, yeah. I mean, you've done well there. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot. It's a name four. That's a lot of work there, that is, yeah. It's a yeah, lot, you, mate. It's a lot. Yeah. You did well, I think. Yeah. A good innings did from Jay do? today. Well done, Jay. Good um, work. Andy, I know you're born ready, but are you ready for your... I'm born ready, Bill. Music born round. Ready. Okay, good. Yep. Uh, here we go. One of Elton, John, Elton John's biggest hits was What in the Wind? Farting. <laughs> Finish the Robbie Williams hit, Let Me What You. Enjoy you. Finish the Pink Floyd album, Dark Side of... Your Backside. <laughs> Who wrote the famous EastEnders theme tune? Uh, that was Wesley Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> Finish the Beatles song, Here Comes... Me. Who is Miley Cyrus's country singing father? Linda Lovelace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't said Linda Lovelace for maybe 30 years. How's that happened? Oh, wow, we've got some good ones there. Some oh, good ones. Well done. Good work. Some good ones. I do enjoy ending the show with a smile with, on my face. With us yeah. panicking. Yeah. With us panicking, yeah.
But that's it for another podcast, you think? Thanks so much for downloading. You can download previous ones via ACAR, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or future ones as well. Don't forget, of course, if you do have a Rage Yard Diary, to put my show in it every night of the week, including Friday. You might as well stick Fridays in. I know you don't listen to Adam Catcher or Mickey Gray, but just pretend you do. All right? Just do it for me. Just tick it off and go, yeah, listen to it Monday to Friday. That would be nice. And Sunday, of course, from 9pm. If you can do that, I'd owe you one. Well, I wouldn't owe you one. I'm never going to see you again. But if I do see you in a pub and you genuinely do own a Rage Yard Diary, bring proof of that diary over to me and I will happily buy you a pint when, of course, we get back into pubs. Either way, I hope to see you all soon. Thanks for listening. I'll be back tonight from 10pm for more Sports Bar action with the fun boy. In the meantime, have a good day. Keep your distance. Wash your hands. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.